Welcome to the Strategy Rewind Podcast. I'm your host, Miguel LeBron. Here at the Strategy Rewind Podcast, we look at the relationship between goals, strategies, belief, and objective breakthrough. I'm so excited for today's episode. Hey, if we haven't met before, thank you for being connected here today. I am a father, a leader, an author, a strategy coach, and mentor, and I partner with individuals who have a goal but need a strategy. And in this podcast, we focus on the strategy to help you have a breakthrough moment. It's an interesting thing when we talk about success. Oftentimes, we use other individuals' definition of what success is. For example, your definition of success is different than mine. It is, and that's okay. In fact, when we talk about strategy, strategy recognizes that difference because strategy is a defined number of steps that's required in order to get to a specific outcome. And therefore, the number of steps that you need to take and the number of steps that I need to take are going to be different. Like you may be two steps away from your breakthrough moment and I may be 12. While there are different definitions of it, when we talk about financial freedom, the same rule applies. Financial freedom, well, there's a different definition for you than there is for me. However, I think one thing cannot be ignored. And that's the fact that money is fuel and not the destination. See, money can't be the destination because money is fleeting. So we would first have to define what financial freedom is, define what financial freedom is for you. For me, for my household, financial freedom is being in a position where we can buy, invest, and bless the way we'd like to without feeling any burden. That's financial freedom for us. So you have to get to a place where you've defined it for yourself, and you also have to understand that money is fuel. It'll help you go farther, and the farther you can go and the more you can grow, the more you can bless. But another thing we have to realize is that financial freedom is not this made-up concept. It's something that is real. It's tangible. And the struggles that we face financially, well, that's universal. We've all faced difficulties. I come from a humble background where having enough didn't even seem like we had enough to do the things we wanted to do. And yet this is not an isolated incident. I mean, when we look at the Bible, we see the story of Paul. And one of the things that Paul often said was that he knew how to live with enough and he knew how to live with not enough, but he was sustained by the providence of God. Now, here's one thing, regardless of where you are within your spiritual journey, there is something called the providence of God. That is that he has the ability to provide whatever we need, whether we need support, strength, a strategy, or financial freedom. He is able to provide it. The problem is oftentimes we take providence and make it into a lifestyle. Let me explain. The providence of God, I've seen it in my life. So I know what it is before getting married, having financial struggles. And even once we got married, my wife and I recently were reminiscing on where we just saw that blessing. We saw that strengthening. We saw that providence. 
The providence of God, when he supplies, when that blessing comes your way, when you don't see an exit and you say, whoa, I did not even anticipate how I was going to have enough to make everything work and it worked out. That's providence working on your behalf. With that being said, the idea would be that that moment would, number one, strengthen your faith and number two, cement your hope. You see, faith speaks about the past and hope speaks about the future. So in the moment of difficulty, your faith says, wait a minute, I've seen providence before. I've seen a breakthrough before. I've seen growth before. And so hope then says, and it will happen again. In that moment of providence, the objective is that these two things would be strengthened. And at the same time, the understanding of needing to learn how to manage the blessing is required. We have to understand that there are some actions that are required here from us. Now, there's a free mobile application that I use and I would encourage you to use. It is made by Intuit. Intuit are the same individuals, the same company that made TurboTax. So if you're familiar with TurboTax, you should be familiar with Intuit. They have an application called Mint, M-I-N-T. Mint is a free mobile application you can download for your Android or iOS. Let me let you know, they are not paying me to say what I'm saying. I'm sharing this with you because it is a tool that I use in my personal life. What's so awesome about Mint is that it allows you to create a central hub where you have all of your bills, your credit cards. You can put all of your accounts there in one central hub. It even allows you to set up how much you intend on paying for gas or rather it be groceries or eating out, whatever it is that allows you to create a budget. So this way, as the weeks are progressing and as the month is progressing, you have a visual on where your money is going to. And if you're actually going overboard or you're saving, it'll inform you and let you know, hey, you're saving. Or if you're not, it'll say, hey, you go in the opposite direction here. And it'll also give you some other suggestions and awesome, awesome tools. Again, it's made my into it and it's called Mint. With that being said, when my wife and I looked at our finances one day, we were surprised. You see, oftentimes before we even had kids, my wife and I would go out to eat together. And here's the thing. When it's just two individuals, you pay the bill, leave a tip. You're great. That's fantastic. However, you had another person and another person and another person we got three daughters, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, you add all that bill together. And plus, when they're little, you may have them share a meal. But after a while, they'll start letting you know, I want to eat my own food. You know, the bill just becomes more than what you originally anticipated. And that happened to us. And one of the things that took place was when the pandemic began to actually occur and the lockdown took place, we obviously couldn't go anywhere. And so that actually allowed us to begin to save more because we obviously broke that routine of actually going out to eat. So we broke that routine and then eventually the lockdown was lifted and business were opened and we could actually go out if we wanted to. But at that point, we had already created the routine and now we were aware of where our funds were going. So we were able to regain control over our finances. And during that time, they were also giving out stimulus checks. I mean, a bunch of things were taking place that just allowed us to say, okay, let's kickstart this back to where we need to get to a better and healthier place. And two things took place that helped us identify that we were in a better location financially. 
first. We were working on a project and part of the project, my brother and I, we started, but I decided to outsource the project ultimately. And when I outsourced the project, the contractor came, we started working and he was doing an awesome job. And there was a moment where uh, we kind of had to invest a little more financially. And we had that conversation, but it was just an amazing feeling when having that conversation with my wife, with the contractor, when figuring things out, it was an amazing feeling where I didn't feel like I had to choose. And like that feeling of, okay, if I invest a little more, I won't be able to do X, Y, Z. That was non-existent. We did it. The project came out fantastic. Now, a few months later, there was a rainstorm. And in that rainstorm, on the distance, I heard a nice little drip, drip, drip. <laughs> and it was because my ceiling was leaking. You see, my roof needed to be replaced. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Home ownership. <laughs> But here's even just amazing feeling when we were able to pay that cash. Listen, I'm not against credit cards. I have credit cards. You can use your credit cards. We, we've we paid off credit cards. We've paid off card notes. We've been able to reduce our debt dramatically. And it all started when we began to define financial freedom for us. So strategies that I'm providing here you today is that you would figure out where you are because again, that's what strategy is, right? Strategy is knowing where you are and how many steps are required to get to where you want to get to, which by the way, the snowball debt effect is an amazing concept, which is that you start with the lowest bill and then you work your way up. The idea behind this is that you would create momentum. So number one, understand that money is fuel and not the destination. Number two, define financial freedom for yourself. Number three, embrace providence. It's a wonderful thing. But if you're continuously having providence in financial side, then you may not be able to see providence in other areas in your life. Now, let's move the conversation forward to do so today. I'm bringing in a financial coach. Her name is Ivelise Gonzalez. Ivelise, thank you so much for being part of the program. For those who aren't familiar with the things you're doing, let them know about yourself. Thank you, Miguel. Thank you for having me here today. I'm very excited to be here. Like you said, my name is Ivelise Gonzalez, and I'm the founder of Genesis Coaching and Consulting Group. My goal with Genesis is to help families develop a healthy relationship with money, decrease debt, and protect their financial future. I think that finances is something that it's very important for everybody to talk about, to everybody have um, more knowledge and more education, and yet it's still a taboo, especially in the Latino community. I don't know about you, but you know, I, when I was growing up, there was like three things that you don't talk about. You don't talk about religion, you don't talk about money, and you don't talk about politics. There are so many moments when the market has crashed. 2018, 2015, 2008, even as early as March 2020. And if anything we learned through the pandemic and what took place there, is that literally anything could happen. And so it's important to have a safety net. It's important to have some form of financial freedom. Let's start there. How could we define financial freedom? What strategies could you give us in order to do so? To me, financial freedom is a term that it's very personal. And I tell people that it's whatever it is that you're comfortable with, okay? So financial freedom is for you to be in a space where you don't have to think about money. That's financial freedom, where you could do things without thinking about money, without having that 
financial worry, you know, it behind your head. Um, that could look like, you know, for someone to to have enough money to pay $800, you know, card note. And for some other people is, you know, no, having no debt at all. And it's very personal. And that's something that, you know, I talk to my clients about. This is a personal journey. I know that we put a lot of information out there. There's a lot of information on social media. If you follow any financial advisors, we give out a lot of information. And yet I always say, don't try to follow a cookie cutter, you know, um, pattern because again, it's very, very personal. It's depending on your goals. It depends on, you know, how much income you're making. It depends on what you want to do with your, you know, with your money. For some people having financial freedom means being able to provide for, for the house and being able to give out to charity. And until they're not able to give out to charity, they don't feel like they're, you know, they have financial freedom. And for other people, it's just like, I'm providing for my family. I have, you know, an extra hundred dollars to go to the movies every month. I'm good. It's, it's very personal. You talk about having a healthy relationship with finances. And unfortunately, sometimes we can get a raise or we can get a bonus and we think we deserve certain things, right? We've worked for it. I deserve it is what we tell ourselves. Well, let's talk a little bit about that healthy relationship in those moments. <laughs> How could we do that? Give us some strategies that we can implement even in those moments of providence. I think that financial, you know, your financial status or your financial, your, your relationship with money, it's very much tied to your personal development. The fact that it's not really how much money you make, but it's about your mindset, about your behavior with money. You could have someone that's making six figures. You could have someone making a hundred thousand dollars a year, and yet they still live paycheck to paycheck. And you have someone that's, you know, earning half and they're in a better position financially because they're not living paycheck to paycheck. So it's really about your mindset and, and about your personal development. I always tell my clients that even if I had a, a magic wand and eliminate all, all of their debt and put, you know, $15,000 on their bank account, if they don't work on their personal development two years from now, they're going to find themselves in the same position that got them in front of my door. So a lot of reading, a lot of mindset shifts, following podcasts, really, really working on, on time management and self-control is important. So work on those skills, develop time management, self-control, and all of these skills that are going to help you develop a healthy relationship with money and how to manage this income in the blessing that God is giving you. You know, oftentimes people will talk about a friend or a relative or a neighbor and they'll say, I have no relationship with that person. The truth is that we do have a relationship. It may not be the most healthiest relationship, but we have a relationship. And with money, it's the same. We either have a good relationship or we don't. Yes, yes, I completely agree. And that's a very good analogy. In order for you to have a good relationship with money, you have to communicate with money. Communication is part of a relationship. And I think that the way we communicate with money is having that budget. You do have a relationship with money. One of the things that I always say is, you know, develop a budget. And unfortunately, a budget, it's something that people say, you know, no to immediately, because for some type of reason, people believe that budgets, it's, you know, 
it's the equality of not having enough money. But let me tell you a secret, you know, every millionaire out there has a budget. <laughs> every millionaire out there has a budget. And a budget is just a simple, a simple tool that it's going to help you know where your money is going. And once you have this budget in place, now you're going to be able to have a better relationship with money because when you start your budget, it really, really opened up your eyes. I remember uh, many years ago when I started working on my budget, I thought that Miguel, that, you know, I don't necessarily need a budget. You know, my husband has a good career. I have a good job. Back then I had my own business as well as a daycare provider. And like, I have my own business. Everything is fine. Everything is good. And then I did a budget and I realized that I was spending $300 on a weekend on food, on a weekend, (laughs) on a weekend, like two days. I spent $300 going out to eat. I'm like, this cannot be it. I always tell my clients, a budget is not to limit yourself. A budget is so you could tell your money where it's going. So at the end of the month, you're not wondering where it went. Ivelisse, thank you so much for being part of the program here today and for bringing those awesome strategies on how we can all get a little bit closer to financial freedom and a healthy relationship with our finances. For those individuals who are listening and want to team up with you and the Genesis Coaching and Consulting Group, let them know how they can do so. So you can follow me on social media. You can find me on social media on Facebook, um, Genesis Coaching and Consulting Group, as well as on Instagram, the same way, Genesis Coaching and Consulting Group. Um, I post, you know, a lot of information on my social media. And you can also look at my website, thegenesislive.com, and you can find information and articles there as well. I want to take this moment to thank everyone who has been connected here today. Thank you. If you found value and insight with the strategies discussed today, check out the show notes for further highlights and helpful links and consider subscribing to be notified when a new weekly episode is available. Also, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as that helps us know that you like this podcast and want more of it. A special thanks to today's guest and please be sure to follow them for more helpful information. Well, I'll connect with you on the next episode of Strategy Rewind, but in between time and in the meantime, check out MiguelLebron.com where you'll find free resources. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you shortly.